Talking Heads, a podcast with Roddy Clear. Now, for me, music, rock and roll, go hand in hand with photographs and photography. You think of your favourite star and you listen to their your music from them, but you see a photograph of them, you're immediately drawn to it. And if you're a big music fan, you're drawn to just photographs in general. And that was, that's what I'm talking about uh, in, in this section now, uh, because there's an exhibition coming up in Dublin uh, around about mid-October. I'll give you the exact date a little bit later on that you might be interested in going along to see. And it's the work of uh, Una Williams, who's a photographer in Dublin. Ah, yeah, says you. Okay, a photographer in Dublin. Now, Una is, uh, or has been doing photography for quite some time, and she has photographed the best of them. And we're going to talk a bit about that. We're going to talk a bit about that life. We're going to talk a bit about the exhibition as well, because Una is there in her little home, and I'm in my little home, and we're saying, hello, Una. Hi, Roddy. Hi, you. Great, yeah, nice to talk with you again. Um, I know you a couple of years now, and, and I only ever knew you really as a photographer, but you're... Before you went into the world of photography, it was through hairdressing that you got into photography. Yes, indeed it was. I worked in um, David Marshall's in Dawson Street, which at the time was um, very big on the scene. You know, all the models and uh, celebrities and actors and everybody would come in, have their hair done by David and the crew. And um, there was a lot of fashion shows and hair shows going on at the time as well. So there was a great buzz around town at um, back in, that was back in the 80s well 80 1980 81 yeah and what was it I mean uh, you, you mentioned um, the photographer Ursula Steiger now I've, I, I'm not a photography expert by any stretch of the imagination but what was it about the fact that you saw her taking photographs that day in the salon when you were doing your hairdressing what was it that that, that triggered something in you to say oh photography could be something that I'd be interested in um yeah, well, Ursa Steiger used to uh, do all David's um, kind of fashion shoots and she was published a lot in the magazines. And I was quite young, 16 or 17 at the time. And I was fascinated because I'd never seen anything like it as such, apart from, you know, Vogue magazine or magazines like that. So to be that close to it uh, at that time was just, it was great. And I was, I loved it. Um, She was a great photographer. Her work was outstanding. So I was just so inspired and impressed by her. But I never thought of being a photographer at that point. I was always kind of thinking to be a hairdresser. Um, but uh, yeah, so I just well, I, I just enjoyed her work and yeah, well, watching was, how. Well, what was it? Was it the uh, was it the glamour of it? Was it the fact that she was she was getting great photographs? I mean, there must have been some kind of um, a moment that triggered it in you. In you. you say that you didn't have any interest in photography up to that point. So, uh, but there must be a creative side of you that you didn't that you weren't aware of at that time. Yeah, um, I'm digging deep the, here, Una. <laughs> it was the art, and, yeah, it was the art and the creativity. Of her work that that fascinated me and how how they put it all together, you know, and how they would um, pick out the backdrops and the um, clothes and then the hair, of course, you know, which you know the the hair dressing itself is quite and especially at that time it was very um, like I suppose before that it was all just blow dries and sets, but when you were working in David Marshall's, it was about the creativity of the hairstyles mm. and. You know, and then as I say, the fashion shows and the shoots and 
um, magazine stuff. And I was only a junior at the time, so I was only allowed to have a glimpse at all this, you know, because I was only learning. Just kind of so, like the forbidden um, fruit at that stage, was it? Yeah, you had to kind of work your way up a bit more to be more involved with what was going on yeah. there. But but it was just very intriguing for me, and I just I loved it. It was it was lovely, and I it was just because I was doing. Um, I'd left David's at that point, and um, when I was asked to do a, a hair show for somebody, and the photographer we had hired for that show was um, Robbie Jones, and um, he had said to me to come down and, and I said God, I'd love to be able to take photographs you know and just even normal photographs and he said well come down to the studio and Tom I'll show you the the ropes you know and the cameras and how to work them and stuff um, and uh, I thought no more of it then but I went along and uh, just thinking I'd just learn a few bits and mm. um, I ended up just falling in love with the, with the whole thing and I, I was saying before like I didn't have a lot of confidence I think to a certain degree, you know, I was very young and um, Robbie just kept encouraging me and, and telling me, you know, we like he'd sort of bring me along to gigs, say, and he'd say, oh, your shots are great. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and then I started to believe it in myself, I suppose, and believe it more, you know. And Which, was it at that point that you that that you gravitated more towards? I mean, you were doing fashion shoots and stuff and the like. But was it around about that time that you 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 got the bug for doing gigs for shooting at gigs? I mean, you you mentioned in in your bio that that gigs are your favorite. It's your favorite type of photography. Yeah, like it, it was more hair shows I was involved. In, just organizing, you know, just hair shows and stuff or fashion shows. But um, it was. The, doing the photography through the gigs that was my first shot if you like pardon the pun at, <laughs> at, at, at gigs or at photography was going to live concerts or live gigs and taking the photographs and um it was when i like i had photographed um rory gallagher and um a few other artists and then simple minds um that and that's the one that really blew me away. Simple yeah, I, was, I, I was watching your little video where where you you talk about that when the when the the lights went down or when the lights came up and and all the rest of it, and the music started. It was a, a spine chilling moment for you. Yeah, it, it just really blew me away. Was that your I first never, major gig? Well, I'd done um, Gary Moore, as I say, and or and Rory Gallagher, but there was something about the the Simple Minds vibe was it was just the whole lighting rig the whole stage setup and their their performance they just came on it just blew you away like what they were doing it was just incredible um was it easy and, to concentrate on the photography then or were you just watching the gig <laughs> um yeah <laughs> watching jim Kerr more more uh, <laughs> more likely but yeah no i i was able to get keep my focus and because I was just really into what I was doing anyway so that wasn't difficult you know but back then and I was about a size eight at the time I used to have to sit on people's shoulders <laughs> um, and I, I would work my way up to the front and um, to get the best shots you know and it's so funny because um, you'd only have to get two or three photographs back then because you know they were being published and um uh, well, like I had been studying it for a few months when I got my first publication with Hot Press magazine, and which was great. So that was kind of pushing me forward even more mm. and encouraging me more to keep doing it. And um, 
But uh, yeah, like it was. Um, oh God, I've lost my thread now. Sorry. It's okay. Um, one thing I suppose people should really keep in mind that back then, when you were doing your thing, uh, when you were starting out, and and right through the eighties and all the rest of it. Very few female photographers, I would imagine. Uh, were you one of the, or were you the only one in the country, or were there just a few of you? Uh, during the gigs, I was the only female photographer in the early 80s anyway. Did that cause um, problems in its own right? No, not really, because um, like it was a very, very male-dominant uh, industry, but um, I think... Um, there was a bit of pushing and shoving, you know, until mm. they kind of got used to being there, you know, and then they, they'd be pushing each other, let Una in, let Una get her shot kind of thing, you know, because I was like the little girl, the little kid. You play, played <laughs> up on it. <laughs> Very good, you know, and that wasn't doing anything like press shots or anything like that. But, um, but yeah, I mean, there wasn't, um, there was a few male photographers doing the live gigs as well, but, but of course they couldn't get on top of people's shoulders, so... <laughs> <laughs> what was your uh, first publication in Hot Press? Oh God, I think it was um, Rory Gallagher. I think was the first shot I had published. Yeah, and then Gary Moore, and then Simple Minds, and um, I can't remember after that. Then oh yeah, the Thompson Twins was another one, and um, God, was... some of the big names, pretty pretty much you played played the country back in the day. Yes, yeah, yeah in the you got there. And, and, and it's ironic because um, the, I was looking at the history of the SFX there a while ago and um, they were saying that it, they hosted the uh, RT Symphony Orchestra for, for many years before the big concerts came on, into them, into yeah. the SFX. And um, my grandparents were in the um, RT Symphony Orchestra. So my grandfather played the viola and my grandmother played the piano. So it was ironic that, again, that I should end up in the SFX doing my, my first lot of gigs was in the SFX. It was nice, you know, to know that. There's been so many great bands in that venue down the years as well, in the SFX. Oh, it's, it's, it was a hotbed oh, yeah. for many years. That was, that was the main place that I, I did a lot of the, the bands there, you know. And then there was the stadium and the RDS. But, um, oh, yeah, The Clash was another. That, that was a funny one because Ooh. eventually I had, uh, well, within... I don't know, very short few months, I'd worked my way up into the pit, um, which is, you know, that area at the front of the stage yep, where yep. the photographers are, um, and only the photographers are allowed in that area, so, and then backstage. So I um, was shooting The Clash backstage, and it was funny because they they thought they were being funny. They turned around and pulled their trousers down and did a mooner. <laughs> Shocked the little girl, yeah. And when I was what, 17 or 18 or whatever and I was disgusted I was like no I'm not taking that photo <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, that's not the type of photographer I am you know I don't want to do stuff like that I want to be respected as wanted to be respected as well by the people I was working with or shooting Go on, just between you and me did you take any sneaky ones no honest to God <laughs> <laughs> I actually didn't I'm just I'm kind of sorry now that I didn't but <laughs> But back then, I was like, no, I was disgusted. No, there's no way. So, but the the photograph that I have of them backstage is funny because then the, they're standing there like two minutes later, they're smirking and the the bold grins on their faces is because they knew they had, you know, tried to, to get me to do a shot of the mooning, yeah. you know. But you wouldn't go uh, for it. Two minutes beforehand. So, yeah. so, so it, it actually, I got a really good shot of them. The expressions on their faces was nice, you know. 
Um, I know you're doing the exhibition. We'll come to that in a little while. Um, but, but have you uh, ever thought about doing a book of all your, your work? Uh, that's yes. the dog. <laughs> it's, oh, yeah, sorry, that's the dog. That's okay. Um, uh, yes, I mean, doing a book is something I would love to do eventually, you know. I haven't gotten around to it um, yet. But, yeah, it's definitely something that I'm going to be looking you, you at. Must, you must have an archive that's, you know, uh, a lot of stuff that, that has never been seen, I assume. A lot of stuff has never been seen, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's where I lost my thread on this one earlier on. That's where I was saying that, um, you know, you only had to take a couple of shots um, to to get that one shot that's going to be published mm. or maybe two shots that's going to be published. So when I was going through all my archives of photographs, um there was many shots that were just awful. And I was going, oh, my God, I was a terrible photographer. What was all on about? <laughs> but the main thing was that you'd got the shot, that you landed the shot that you needed. The money you know? shot, yeah. Yeah, the money shot. Um, so, but I mean, yeah, I mean, there is a good few nice photographs there among all the shots I've done. But just out of two rolls of 36 film in one night, it's probably about maybe 10 or 15 really good shots kind yeah. of thing, you know. So, that's that's another aspect that perhaps a lot of younger people in particular are listening in. It's like the difference between downloads and albums or reading a book as opposed to a, uh, using, a, using a computer. But photography um, went through its changes as well from the old analog using the old... Everybody will remember loading up a film years ago and you know, bringing it down to the chemist to get it uh, uh, processed and all the rest of it. And, and I'm sure... Obviously, digital, when that came in, was a boon for somebody like yourself. But I wonder, do you still have a grow for the dark room, for that whole process? Um, no, I mean, I loved the dark room time. I, I, I used to love working in the dark room and that. But digital is, is kind of less messy and a bit easier in that respect. But there's also the creativity with digital is endless. So, yeah. you know, with Photoshop and things like that. So that's what I love um, about photography now, do you know? So um, it's it's fantastic, actually. Uh, but I, I kind of had to, I went back to photography, um, well, just, well, I had worked in the 80s for a few years and then in the 90s. And then um about 10 years ago, I've had a family of five children in, in between all that. So um, about 10 years ago, I went back to it and, and had to convert to digital overnight. I didn't even know what a JPEG was. Mm. And I was like, I thought it was just a matter of clicking and shooting and just loading it up. But it, there's a lot more to it when you're doing it for publications and that. So I had to learn everything. I had to learn Photoshop mm -hmm. as well. And I didn't have time to go to college because of the kids and that. And, um, so I had to learn myself, I had to teach myself basically and and I did because the passion reawakened again and I just fell in love with it all over again, even more so because of, of the endless creativity, as I say, with the digital. Um, you were, I'm just reading your bio here because it's quite impressive, I have to say. You were the, the main photographer at the Edge's 30th birthday and your work has been produced in many newspapers, magazines and all the rest. Is there... A particular period of time that you most remember that stands out most in your head as being the best time or was that just pretty much everything pretty much everything um doing some of the private stuff for for um you know like the edge of 30 and that was was very exciting it was great fun and they were 
really good. I was treated very well by them all. And um, one of my favorite memories, too, was when I worked with um, Def Leppard when they lived in Booterstown. And I was the only photographer allowed access into their private lives at that time. And that was a great experience. Like, it was great fun, you know. And I loved it. Um, again, they were a great bunch of lads, too. And we great, great crack. There was so much fun and laughter and uh, and that, you know, yeah. before they before they went abroad, of course. But, um, yeah, so it was, they were great. They're great memories to have, actually. And it was funny, like, um, I've had people at me, many people at me to do an exhibition for a long time. And when I finally took out all the, the archive of photographs, I, I started getting so emotional. <laughs> and I thought, oh, my God, this is a lot harder than I expected, you know, because the memories, the people I met, the, the parties we had and the places we went and all the photographs I took. It's it's a very, very um, emotional journey when you're mm. going back. It's like it's like there was then and there's now and in between doesn't exist for that time, that amount of time that you're going through all your old negatives and photographs. And I, it's just, I'm um, just thinking, are, are you the, the member of the family that everybody goes to when there's a family wedding or a christening? or Oh, we'll get Una in. We don't need to buy, get a photographer. We don't need to go to the expense of a photographer. Let's get Una in. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am indeed. I'm always getting pulled on that one. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. It doesn't surprise me, really, I suppose. The um, the exhibition is happening on the... Sorry? I was going to say, my sister had her wedding vow renewal there recently. We went to Kerry, to Kenmare there, so... I got pulled in for the photographs for that, but it was lovely. I really enjoyed it. Do you do anything other than than people? I mean, do you landscape or anything like that? Yeah, I do a bit of, a bit of everything. I my favorite photography now, like I don't really do the the gigs or the concerts. Although I did a couple of years. I did uh, go. I did the Def Leppard came to Dublin. They were in the O2. But um, but now you're only allowed to take three photographs or three shots, uh, three songs. The first three songs and That's then right, photography. Yeah. Out. Whereas when I was doing it years ago, you were allowed to stay for the whole gig and then you'd go backstage or you might go to an after party or something. And it was just great fun. And I just it's 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 kind of very restrictive then. And then you have a lot of like so your professional photography, you get really good, nice shots. I always go for shots that will co- try and complement the um, mm. say musician or rock star, whoever it might be. I don't go for those ones where maybe there's a female bending over, female singer bending over. I've never been into that yeah, kind of Yeah, I get you. Yeah, yeah. I think it's very, it's it's awful. It's not, it's just, I mean, some photographers do, but it's just not for me. I would imagine but, that that um, um, creates a certain amount of integrity with the act, be, between you and the act, that they can trust Una that she's not going to go for the candid shot. Uh, but by that I mean the, the the gratuitous shot. You go for the the glamour. Not, even glamour is not the right word I'm looking for. But the complimentary shot. Yeah, well, yeah. Just and I like just kind of taking shots of where you're bringing out the best of somebody and you're showing the best of somebody, whether it be in movement or facial expressions or you know that kind of thing or lighting. You know, I, I don't. I just don't um, like taking shots that make famous people look bad because I don't mm. think it's fair. To, mm. to exploit that, do you know, or to try and make money from it. That's you a know? rarity. That's a rarity. Oh, is it? <laughs> I would think so. I would think so. But there you go. Um, the exhibition is on the 17th of October. And if anybody's going along, you can expect to see Una's work. Uh, shots of Sinead O'Connor, my old mate, uh, Philip Linet, Anthony Lizzie, Chrissy Hind of The Pretenders, 
uh, Stevie Wonder, B.B. King, Tina Turner, the four of us, The Clash, Queen, and many others, I assume. Yeah, there's a, there's a few more as well. And um, I have a lot of, that's all the black and white stuff. I have a lot of colour slide as well, but we might be looking at doing another exhibition with them. I have Mother Teresa, who I love. <laughs> she really? was great. I loved meeting Mother Teresa, actually. Yeah. That was one of my favourites as well. Um, so, yeah, so there's a lot, there's still a lot more stuff there's a lot of social shots as well like i did the premiere of the field remember the, the movie the field yes indeed yeah john hurt and and sean bean was uh was there you know and yeah so it was great that so there's lots of stuff like that you know and a lot of people actually in the photographs at that time are actually dead now which is bizarre as well mm. you know so you're yeah. looking at shots S- strange collection maybe that that's a collection in its own right an exhibition in its own right, I would think. You know? Yeah. 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 Um, it's only on the one day, is that correct? No, it's... Sorry, that's launch... the opening day is the 17th, is it? Um, yeah, the launch right. is on the 17th of October in Inspire Gallery in Lower Gardner Street. Um, but as far as I know, the photographs will be there for the rest of the week if anybody wants to pop in and just see see them. But the launch is going to be great fun because we have um, Jim Corr, who's coming along to actually open... Oh, the exhibition for me, who, who's is great. He's been so good, and um, to do that for me, and I'm absolutely thrilled. And uh, there'll be a few, a few other surprise guests. Let's just say that will be there as well. Is there, a, is there an entry fee? No, it's free in. Yeah. And free will in. the, will the any of the exhibition items be on sale? Yes, the photographs. Uh, most of them will be on sale. There'll probably be a few that I won't sell, but mm. that I'll just keep, you know, f- but for now. And um, But, yeah, there'll be a lot of the live shots will be on sale, which will be nice Nice for some people to have them in their house and hang them on their walls and stuff, sure. you know. Yeah. Any any gigs coming up so that, that me, you're going to work on, yeah? <laughs> I've gone back to college. <laughs> <laughs> Fair play to you. Um, I, I'm, I'm studying um, nutrition, funny enough. I'm studying nutrition and uh, life coaching at the moment because um, I've had a lot of uh, health problems over the years myself, which prevented me from, you know... Getting out of, there, yeah. Yeah, just continuously pursuing my um, photography as a career. Although I had made some success success of it in, you know, in different times along the journey of it all. But um, so I um, have been working on... Um, my health, you know, for the last couple of years, and I found that nutrition has been a huge help uh, to me. I, I suffered tremendously with fibromyalgia, so um, so I'd like to use my experience of recovering from that to help other people now to recover from fiber. Because when I had it, I was told I'd never get well, I'd never be well again, mm-hmm. and um, I thought that that's the way I was I was going to be left. And just from doing my own research. Um, for the last year it's just made a huge difference and now I can function again with, without the pain and without Great. the fatigue well long may that continue as well one final question for you Una um, yeah. is there anybody out there that you would have loved to been able to get photographs of but didn't um, not really I don't I'm trying to think of anybody <laughs> No, actually, I, yeah, the the one thing I, I was always saying I wish I had been able to do now, I was expecting my first child and I was living in England at the time and the Live Aid concert was on. Ah, yeah. And I was kind of grounded with my big bump for that. So 
and I remember watching it on the TV and I was I was could have been there oh, I should have been there, <laughs> yeah. I could have been there you know and I was like oh my god so that was that was would have been the only thing um yeah that would have been the only one that I kind of but uh, the exhibition yeah. once again is, is uh, launches on the seventeenth of October. Where again? In it's in Inspire Gallery in um, Gardner Street. Gardner Street, yeah, Grand. just off Talbot Street there, just under the bridge. Um, uh, you know, it's on Google Maps and that. It's very easy to find, and it's great for people if they want to leave their car at home and get the dart in because it's quite central. Yeah, and I've done it myself a couple of times. Just. Um, hopped on the dart and in and out and it's, it's great because you don't have to worry about parking then as well so. well i'm sure it'll be a huge success and i'm sure we'll see a lot of coverage of it hopefully as well i i, I reckon the hot press lads will be down to you doing a few interviews and probably getting you on and so i hope so anyway they should do you know Stokes actually i'm hoping to see <laughs> he, like, he was very good to me back then as well you know that there was a give you help yeah yeah yeah, they were they were they were very supportive and they love to see new talent and they love to encourage new talent and and um you know and it was a, it was great it was a great thing you know okay. a, a great era to to have been kind of working in you know yeah. well long may you continue your work is wonderful i've seen some of it uh, bits and pieces of it and i hope to get to the um, the actual exhibition as well because i'll be in dublin yeah. the night before at the black star writers so uh, hopefully i'll pop down to great. you uh, the following night I yeah. hope to see you there, Roddy. Yeah. Thanks. Una, thanks very much. And uh, if I don't see you, the very best of luck with it. And I'm sure we'll, we'll talk soon at, at some gathering or other. Absolutely. I look forward to it, Roddy. Thank you very much. Talking Heads, a podcast with Roddy Clear.